crowd shouting as Jesus entered Jerusalem, uh, all from the point of the view of the crowd. They were almost caught by surprise. But I want to talk to you today about Jesus' entry into Jerusalem from his point of view. And I want to talk to you about Jesus' point of view because the crowd seemed to be caught by surprise. But God is never, never caught by surprise. And so the reason I made a few decisions in our lives recently that we prayed about over a lot. We brought them before the Lord. We thought we surrendered everything to God in prayer. And then those decisions turned out to be really hard. And we thought, God, where are you? Are you caught by surprise? And this passage today is a great encouragement to me that God is never caught by surprise. So will you turn with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 12. John chapter 12, from verse 12, and I'll read. And in this reading, a lot is going to be happening. There will be sounds and excitement, and many things will happen that it seems like Jesus has no control over, and yet everything falls into perfect place. John chapter 12, from verse 12. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees to meet him. And they cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him, and they had done these things to him. Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason the people also met him, because they heard that, they had, that Jesus had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said amongst themselves, You see that we are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now there are also certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, but he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I came to this hour. 
Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself. And this is said, signifying by what death he would die. This is the word of the Lord. One part of the passage that we just read is completely filled with surprise. As Jesus enters Jerusalem, a crowd gathers, and maybe with the Facebook of the day, they message each other through their own social network and said, Come, Jesus is here. This is it. This is the moment that we would be finally redeemed from Roman occupation and from any yoke of oppression that the, that the Romans are putting on us. Here comes the Savior. I don't know about you, but when last were you caught by surprise, when you totally did not see something coming? Yesterday, maybe this morning. This crowd totally did not see this coming. They just said, come, Jesus is here. As Jesus was riding into Jerusalem on the donkey, the crowd was there just for the moment. I'm sure that a few days later, they would be caught by as much surprise when Jesus was crucified. But Jesus was not caught by surprise. And I take great courage that God is never caught by surprise. So let's imagine the life of Jesus up until this moment when he rides into Jerusalem on the donkey. As a young boy, Jesus would probably have celebrated Passover every year from the time when he was a boy to when he was a grown man. If we read Exodus, there's a certain pattern that Jesus as a young man or his family might have followed when they celebrated Passover. In Exodus we re read that a little lamb should have been taken and brought into someone's house. That lamb should have been examined and that lamb should have been declared completely blameless. And then, a few days later, towards the evening, that lamb should have been slaughtered. For me, who buys my meat at Sainsbury's, it's a really strange thought. But for people who lived in biblical times, it was perfectly normal. I don't know, I would probably faint if I, were, <laughs> if, if I, had, to, if I had to do that. Um, but Jesus had to experience this every year as he grew up. And then as a grown man, Jesus' ministry starts, and he encounters John the Baptist. And when he encounters John the Baptist, what does John say? John doesn't say, hey, hi, Jesus, it's really nice to meet you. Jesus arrives at a distance, and John says, behold, there is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. If I grew up and I had Passover every year and I knew about this little lamb that had to be slaughtered, I would have been trembling. <laughs> um, 
Because John the Baptist proclaims prophetically exactly what Jesus would have to go through. As Jesus encounters John, he already knows that he would be the Lamb of God, slaughtered, crucified for our sins. God is not taken by surprise here at all. We also read later on in the Bible that as Jesus goes to Jerusalem, the language that the Bible uses is that of a very determined man. There are passages in Luke that says, Jesus sets his sight like flint in a very determined way to make it to Jerusalem. God works in the smallest, smallest details. As these people took their palm branches they were expecting a Messiah, a king, and they were shouting a chant from the Psalms in the middle of the Bible. The chant in Hebrew goes, it says, Hoshia ba, Baruch ba, B'Shem Adonai, Melech Israel. And the first part in the Psalms literally means, save us now. When we sing Hosanna today, Hoshia na, we sing it as if we are praising God, saying, we praise you, we adore you. In the Psalms, it means, save us now. And the crowds are shouting, save us now. Here is the Messiah, the King of Israel, coming into Jerusalem. So I want to say three things as we take these crosses today. The first one is something that Teresa and I are going through, that if in your life, it feels like maybe God is caught by surprise. Maybe you surrender things to him and you think, God, where are you? For the crowd, we're caught by surprise. God is never caught by surprise. The second thing, as you hold this cross, is to think about what the crowd shouted. Hosanna, save us now. This cross is for your salvation. And the last one I'll, cl I'll close on is a passage from the very end of Revelation. It's in Revelation 7, and it just speaks about the completeness of Scripture. As Christians all over the world gather to celebrate Palm Sunday now, Revelation chapter 7 speaks about a future which says, After these things, in John's vision he said, After these things I looked, and behold... A great multitude which no one could number of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues were standing before, before the throne of the Lamb, clothed in white robes. And what were they doing? They were waving palm branches in their hands, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And the angels worshipped and they said, Amen. Blessing and honor, glory and power, wisdom and thanks be to our God forever and ever. God's scripture is complete. In Exodus, we read about the Passover lamb. In a vision of things to come, the palm branches are waved and this worship saying, 
blessing and honor and power and praise be unto the Lamb that was slain to celebrate this Passover. Amen.